I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640. You're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I am not ready, but best it's going to be. Uh, John and Ken Show. Comb your hair, get your makeup. Joan, John Cobell and Ken Shampoo live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app on the radio one till four after four. John and Ken on demand the podcast. I think you almost called yourself Joan. Something else. Well, well, just wait a couple of days. Who's Joan Cobell? <laughs> I'm waiting to see what insurance covers. Uh, all right, you'll have a chance to win money. We're still doing the the payout thing with the keyword. A lot of stuff we're going to talk about today is stories that have come back around and uh, come back around to really work you up. <laughs> we begin the show, and we'll have more coverage on this later with Daniel Gus from the Gus Report. But the Los Angeles City Council agreed today to pay $1.8 million to settle a lawsuit brought by that L.A. police officer who said he was sexually harassed by Rick Jacobs, the then high-level aide to the former stinking India-locked Eric Garcetti the former mayor. Yeah, I know you talked about it Monday, but what a gagger that was. The first thing I saw on Monday morning was that ridiculous story about him. Uh, here it is. Free from L.A., Garcetti's reinventing himself in India. I know. Oh, good God. I, I threw up. That I, reporter actually went to India to spend yes, time with him? Yes. Did you see the dateline? New Delhi? Oh. That's why I, I, as I was reading this. I said, tell me they didn't spend thousands of dollars shipping this lady all the way to India and back. But they did. They did. And, you know, he wants a political comeback. Right now, he's it's it's dead. It's to, it's death to be uh, right. sent to India as an ambassador. There is no attention. There is nothing paid to that person, which is what he deserved, honestly. But he is plotting his comeback somehow. Uh, let's say Biden loses next year. Well, there'll be a new ambassador to India. We get a different president, probably, unless it's another Democrat. But if it's a Republican, they'll oust yeah. Garcetti. He'll no, have Garc to find a new, new job. He'll be unemployed again. Only a year and a half into it. Uh, but anyway, this story takes us back. The lawsuit was in 2020. The events that preceded it were before that. This guy, Matthew Garza, was an LAPD officer. He was on Garcetti's security detail. You probably know by now that uh, Garcetti had a top aide. Oh, more than that. 
Rick Jacobs was like the right-hand man for Garcetti. Big fundraiser. He ran that that mayor's fund. Remember that stupid thing? Oh. Where Garcetti raised all this money, quote, for charity. That's Rick th Jacobs was in charge of it. That's the corruption channel. That's where all uh, the political donors funneled the money because it could be unlimited donations. If you give it directly to Garcetti's campaign, there's a hard cap. You give it to the mayor's fund, they have this uh, BS about it being a charity. But no, it's the big slush fund. It is. Because Rick Jacobs is the man in charge of uh, uh, Garcetti's political future, calling the shots. But it turns out he's a crude, lewd uh, perv, I guess, because uh, men and women, he would touch them, make crude sexual comments. Forcibly uh, kiss them on the mouth, men and women. And women, right. That is a really disgusting habit, isn't it? Uh, all Jacobs said in the deposition for this is that I may have made a few sex jokes in front of the security detail, but I did never harass anyone. No, you stuck Garza's your stories were much more. You <laughs> stuck your tongue down people's throats, okay? And of course, the important thing is Garza said Garcetti witnessed this stuff and did nothing. Giggled. 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 He would so I want to send that L.A. Times reporter back to India and get that $1.8 million from Garcetti right now. <laughs> Hand it over. We'll take it in. Is it rupees? What's the Indian currency? <laughs> I don't know. It, it, rupees sounds familiar. I think it is. Oh, yeah. Anyway, he has to pay. Unbelievable. Plus, there's a few more that was thrown in there because they did some sort of mental exam on Garza that the city paid for. And the city also paid for this dopey, quote, independent report on whether or not the allegations were true or whether or not Garcetti was involved. And they came back because they were paid by the city or by somebody, some political group. Oh, of course not. We don't think there's anything to this story. But... The city was told by the city attorney, Heidi Feldstein Soto's office, that uh, there's a high likelihood that um, an, it's called an adverse settlement and recovery of damages and attorney's fees, which could exceed $5 million. So yeah. her warning was taken seriously, and they decided to pay this guy off to go away at $1.8 million, and the city council voted 13 to 0 to approve the payment. Do you know how many rupees... Equals 1.8 million U.S. dollars. I, I don't even got my conversion. 149,820,714.54 rupees. Well, we're, we're paying 149 million rupees <laughs> to Matthew Garza. For the whoopee that yes. uh, Rick Jacobs committed in He's, front of Garcetti. This is whoopee rupees. This memo, and this was a good point from the city attorney's office, Highlights a photo that was taken during the 2017 U.S. Conference of Mayors in Miami that shows Rick Jacobs holding his hand over the crotch of another man. Garcetti is standing nearby and gives a thumbs up. They decided that, along with the testimony, that the jury sees that picture. They're going to they're gonna vote against you. They're going to vote against because, the city, and they're going to give this guy possibly $5 million. Because Jacobs and Garcetti were both guilty of all these civil complaints that Garza was making. It really happened. You think Garza made it up? Garza's just a cop. He had the misfortune of being assigned to uh, to uh, mayoral uh, driver duty. Yes. And so he had to drive uh, the mayor around and provide security. And uh, he, he didn't ask for this. And that's disgusting to, to be constantly uh, touched and fondled by the mayor's uh, top aide. Wow. And then have and, and Gar said he was always enjoying it. He, you know, he's got questionable things going on in his life too. But, no, the but, sad thing is, then as now, 
a lot of people who are in weaker positions put up with this, right? And so Jacobs really thought, you know, I'm the most powerful guy behind Garcetti. You don't accept my jokes and my touching and my forcible kissing. Uh, it's not going to be good for your career. So when the time came for people to step up, really nobody did. Remember, what's that one woman's name that actually got, got oh, together she, with that whistleblower? Suit? She was the communications director. Yes. We right, had her on for for a half, uh, yeah, half an hour Yeah, she thought that day. Garcetti getting the India Post after lying about all this wasn't right, so she got a whistleblower outfit to take this to the U.S. Senate. They put a hold on Garcetti's nomination, and finally, well, though, that fell apart. This shows to to India. Not, not that the Biden administration cares or any of the senators care. This was all true. This was all real. You get the city to pay $1.8 million. Okay, this wasn't rumor. This wasn't innuendo. This wasn't, uh, you know, a bitter ex-employee, a disgruntled worker, whatever uh, claptrap phrases that uh, PR people use, right, to uh, dismiss claims. This was real. Jacobs was an abuser, a harasser, was disgusting, and Garcetti laughed and giggled and protected him the whole way. Oh, he thought it was funny. He thought it was yeah. funny. There's some elevator story, too, though, that I remember where Garcetti was in the elevator and also just ignored it and didn't say anything. Yeah. And it was horrible. And now people he, were uncomfortable. He and just Jacobs like, just gets to do this stuff. Some people just like to watch. <laughs> Garcetti was one of those. Yeah, uh, 1.8 yes. million. I mean, who are they yeah. kidding? And the and, thing is that, 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 you know, to this day, the El Segundo Times never reported any of the truth about this. And it exceeds $2 million because it was $276,000 that was spent on other things, including a therapist's assessment of Garza, litigation experts. And then a hundred grand was spent on this outside investigator, Leslie Ellis, to investigate the claims. And she concluded, oh, what do you know? Garza was not subject to inappropriate behavior by Jacobs. That's what the report you wanted, right, Mr. Mayor? Here yeah. you go. <laughs> hey, spend enough tax money, you can get anybody to say anything. They actually speculated inside the mayor's bubble that this guy, this Garza, only did this because he didn't like the mayor's statements he made about police after George Floyd's murder in 2020. That's lawyer cover stories. Yeah, It's just lies. They, they, they sit and they have meetings and they say, okay, what can we do to smear this guy? And, you know, they just brainstorm. It's like they write this down, that down. It's like, okay, let's say he was pissed off about uh, George Floyd, uh, pissed off about Garcetti taking a knee, whatever it is. And you just throw it out there. And then you get those uh, those uh, silly little saps that uh, work at the Times to, uh, uh, to to put that in their stories, right? And, and that's that's how the game works. Yeah. Oh, and these two points: two other male city employees who worked under Garcetti gave deposition testimony. They also got unwanted hugs, touches, or sexual comments from Jacobs. And another staffer said it was something everybody talked about in the mayor's office mm -hmm. that Jacobs harassed people. Right. And. Uh, the Times also interviewed two other men who claimed they were groped by Jacobs. So that's a total of four men in addition to Garza. That's it, so this he, is not This up. is what he did all day, and he thought he was bulletproof because he was Garcetti's uh, protected uh, boy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there are always so. people like this. They get into positions of power, and they decide because you're one mm. of my minions, I can say but and do whatever I want to you. Can you imagine that you want a political career so badly with Eric Garcetti <laughs> that you would put up with his goon, uh, fundraiser sticking his tongue down your throat. Do you imagine wanting? Your is there any job you would want that badly? You imagine executive coming over to you in the studio and just grabbing your head, sticking his tongue down your throat, and and you're going, but I want this job so badly. We've been told this in so many of these stories that the, they 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 were just too afraid that they couldn't speak up because they, they felt like it would they would be fired. And I, no one no one would believe them. I have such contempt.
for people by, like that. I just find them so weak and so foolish. And and, and and there's such a bunch of hypocrites, because how many of these people uh, were, were prattling on about Me Too, about workplace abuse and all that other nonsense, always lecturing other people, always part of a, a movement where they could put out press releases and give speeches. It's like, oh, you're just all full of it. I wonder how many times Garcetti did that. Uh, all right. Uh, when we return, the other story that comes back to haunt us and we need to revisit concerns the Los Angeles County District Attorney. George Gascon. Remember the uh, transgender person, Hannah Tubbs? Remember that story? Wow. Who was sexually molested a little girl in a restroom years ago and got light prosecution from the L.A. County DA's office. And then what do you know? Also was going under the guise of Hannah Tubbs. James Tubbs is the original name because he thought that he would get better treatment in the justice system <laughs> first as a minor and also as a transgender person, as a woman. Well, uh... There's some fate that's come around the corner for that guy, uh, Tubbs. He's apparently going to plead guilty to a murder in Kern County. <laughs> Details on that coming up. John and Ken. Oh, your chance for money's next. KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. All right, we take you back to a story we covered quite a bit here on the John and Ken Show. It's more of the horror of the office of L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon. Of course, he was elected back in the year 2020, took office in December of 2020. Oh, my God, three years already. Anyway, it's the story of the transgender pedophile. Yeah. Uh, if you believe transgender. But if he's a transgender. I say no. I say it's fake. A person by the name of James Tubbs apparently sexually assaulted a 10-year-old child inside a restaurant in the Antelope Valley in 2014. However... Tubbs was 17 at the time. They didn't link him to the attack until 2019. Uh, they got uh, the DNA after uh, Tubbs was arrested in another state. By the time the case got to the L.A. County courtroom, Gascon is in charge. And, oh, he was 17 at the time. So they went easy on him. He got a very light sentence. Well, what we learned after that is that it looks like James Tubbs was also appearing as a female by the name of Hannah Tubbs. In fact, he made some jailhouse phone calls to his father, bragging about receiving the light sentence, talking about how being uh, identified as a female would probably help his case. Mm -hmm. Also, the fact that he was a juvenile at the time of the attack. He made some uh, nasty remarks about the 10-year-old. I, I never learned what those were, but uh, yeah, he, apparently part of the recording. And he was instructing his dad to refer to him as a woman in court. Yeah, the whole he, thing was a, was a charade. It is a charade. He's he's not a transgender. He's not a woman. He's a guy who molests ten year old girls. Women don't do that. Men do that. So after Fox News got these recordings, and Gascon was confronted with them, he then said, "Oh, I guess uh, it's unfortunate that she gamed the system." If I had to do it over again, I would have prosecuted her as an adult in adult court. <laughs> and the thing is, he's acknowledging that Tubbs scammed Gascon, but still is using the her pronoun. Right. But the her pronoun was the scam. It yes, was to exactly. get him in a juvenile female lockup rather than a male adult lockup. Yeah. Atmosphere is a little different, as you might imagine. Well, we know what can happen to male pedophiles when they're sent to a male prison. 
that's often not good. So knowing that, I'm suddenly a female. I'm Hannah. Call me Hannah. What's funny with these these woke fools is is they, they try to stick to their religion. It's like, no, no, she is identifying as a woman, and we must respect that, even while admitting that it was just to game the system. He, Gascon admits directly, uses the quote that he gamed the system. Yep, but still refers to right. him as her. <laughs> because when you're really woke, that doesn't matter. If somebody wants to identify as a female, I don't care if he's a criminally game the system. I'm still going to let them know that I consider them a female too. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Even though the purpose of it was to <laughs> do better in the justice system and knew a fool like you would fall for I'm it. I, and it, now it turns out that he really was a murderer up in uh, up in Kern County. Yeah, that was the shocker that came out after all this passed for a few months. Suddenly, Kern County prosecutors went after Tubbs for murder. Killed a man by the name of Michael Clark after an argument at a homeless encampment. I think it was described as they were like survivorist transients. <laughs> Great. They were living there in April of 2019. Clark's body was not found until four months later. Uh, they ruled that his drowning death was not an accident or a suicide. Uh, he had suffered broken ribs, indicating there was a struggle. There are other people who were at the encampment that pointed to Tubbs. So Tubbs was arrested for that murder and taken to Kern County and sat in prison. I think, if I remember correctly, Kern County said, yo, you're not identifying as a female. I think that they decided that, uh, I think the charade is up. I think we did talk to the DA in Kern County and was not buying any of this, but uh, no, no, he, 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 he was conning people and he was taking advantage of the political climate and this weird cult religion regarding transgender and, 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 and convincing, well, convincing Gascon to treat him as a woman and, and, and to treat him as a, as a juvenile woman at the time that he molested the 10 year old girl. I, I mean, it's incredible that Gascon went along with this. That's how far out this justice system is under Gascon. So Tubbs has now pleaded guilty, voluntary manslaughter, robbery, witness intimidation, uh, up to 15 years. I think it should be longer. I, I, I don't well, see why. At least it's Kern County. <laughs> yeah, but the state has, uh, right? Doesn't this? Is oh, a yeah, state the state imprisonment. They yeah, but I mean, you have a, prosec a prosecutor here who's going to at least fight uh, an early... Uh, an early parole. Release. Yeah, because yeah. remember, Gascon doesn't, his staff doesn't even show up at parole hearings to right. push back on right. an early parole. But, you know, you take what you can get. The system is so, is a disaster. And apparently he beat Michael Clark to death with a rock. And then I guess he ended up in the water and drowned. Wow. Yeah. Nice. That should be murder, though. Uh, I shouldn't have given in on the plea. Yeah, that's what happened with plea deals. They yeah. bring it down. Because that's not manslaughter. That, there was intent there. When when you kill somebody with a rock, that's intent. Oh, and we'd forgotten. Uh, Tubbs had also been convicted of trying to carry out a similar sex attack on a four-year-old girl in a bathroom in Bakersfield. That's right. And was also suspected of another attack on another four-year-old girl in a bathroom at a toy store. So this person had already had a history as a pedophile and uh, now ends up being a murderer. So hopefully this will close the story on tubs for some time. All right, we'll be right back. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2 of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Michael Rappaport, and my wife, KB Rappaport, starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640 on the radio from one until four and then after four o'clock john and ken on demand the podcasting you can listen to what you missed all right you can also leave a message using that app the iHeartRadio app for our moist line we collect them the microphone icon is the way to do it many listeners have been doing it for quite some time now or you can just dial up this toll-free number one eight seven seven moist 86 one 664 7886 and we'll play those calls during the three o'clock hour on friday Well, there has been no change pretty much in the case of the death of Paul Kessler. He was the 69-year-old man who apparently decided to stage a counter-protest along with other Jewish people in support of Israel at a busy intersection in Thousand Oaks, where the pro-Palestinian group was on one side and the pro-Israeli group was on the other side. And eventually, one of the pro-Palestinian people with a megaphone, a bullhorn, started to, reports say, harassing several of the pro-Israeli people, and eventually encountered Kessler. Kessler went down, hit his head hard. Uh, He was uh, conscious, uh, bleeding with head injuries. Uh, They took him to the hospital. He died overnight. So we're waiting to see the 50-year-old Moore Park resident who was the person that supposedly got into the encounter with Kessler has so far not faced any charges that we know of. He supposedly swung a megaphone and uh, whacked Kessler in the face. 
And then Kessler, I guess, lost his balance, went back and hit his head. That's probably most likely what happened. And it is what one, some witnesses are saying, including our guest who was on the show yesterday. Uh, he actually met Kessler recently uh, through the Internet. They exchanged messages and they both agreed to show up to counter this pro-Palestinian uh, situation there in Thousand Oaks. So he now his consistent story now is that he saw the megaphone swung at a man. He didn't know it was Kessler because he was uh, some distance away. And he saw the man go down and then he came running over and realized, oh, my God, it's Paul Kessler. The man I'm talking about is Jonathan Oswox, who was on our show yesterday. What we have for you, which, you know, could add to the case that this was certainly an incendiary situation there in Thousand Oaks, is some of the audio of the rally. And I think the audio you're <laughs> going to hear is the pro-Palestinian, anti-Israel side. This is rough stuff. Boy, we I, haven't seen this around here before. I, I would think when you hear this, anybody would be riled up enough to want to confront these people. Let's listen. Review. Um, uh, yeah, really. Hitler should have smashed you. Hitler didn't want Jew. Hitler should have smashed you. Uh, all Israel will burn in hell. God will make sure it burns in hell. We are not afraid to die. All of Israel is afraid to die. All your soldiers are cowards. Where now, are there, there's a definite bullhorn there. I wonder if that's the 50 year old Moorpark guy that got into the confrontation who's on that. Uh, you can hear <laughs> was, the bullhorn. Yeah. Was he the guy? I mean, there could have been several people with bullhorns, so I don't know. But are these people, are, are they immigrants? Are they citizens? Are they uh, from Palestine? They come here in Westlake. Westlake is extraordinarily peaceful. Yeah. I, I, well, I don't understand this. No, this is Thousand Oaks has happened. Well, it's right on the border. It, yeah. it, it, that intersection is right on the border between Westlake and Thousand Oaks. But in any event, it's all a peaceful area. It's one of the Thousand Oaks is one of the most safest cities in, in the state. So what where what do, what do Who knows just, why they pick a certain place to protest? I don't know. But is and this I, I mean the guy that they're questioning is from Moore Park, which also wasn't that far away. And I don't know his status in terms of he's an immigrant or the people on the megaphone, you're right, do do have an accent that sounds like they're well, their their English is pretty good, but they sound like they're from the Middle East somewhere. So Yeah, because I, there was there were some uh, some politicians in Congress who say people who are visiting here on uh, on visas, uh if if they're engaging in this kind of protest that they ought to be deported. No, uh, uh, and we don't know, you know, what happened. Uh, we understand that this man would like to come up from behind and harass some of the Israeli protesters, and then uh, it looks like uh, he are, and uh, Kessler got in Kessler's face, but and, and may have hit him with the megaphone. But these are severely mentally ill people. 
I mean, this it wouldn't is... surprise me if some of the pro-Israel people would say some stuff back because you're hearing this stuff come out of that bullhorn. Oh, yeah. How could you that's, not? If you're a human being, that's going to get you riled up. Wow. Understandable. Now you understand why somebody lost their life at this competing rally in Thousand Oaks because the, this is the kind of stuff they're blaring out over the over the bullhorn. Oh, my gosh. You can you can see how people are really, really, really emotional. I'm really interested in how these people are, are organizing. Is this just a random online group? Uh, is this financed by any organization? Is it financed by some of these uh, billionaire George Soros types or billionaire tech types? It's just another branch of the anarchy that these guys have been uh, uh, have been feeding us. I mean, I see these huge protests right now that have been going on in New York. On both sides, Palestinians and Israelis. I heard in one report uh, a couple of days ago that you're they're seeing some of the same people who were protesting for Black Lives Matter after the George Floyd riots, and it's oh, all right. Yeah, that, that the, that's what I. These groups are like have a, have a are on retainer with each other. It's like I'll show up at yours, you show up at mine. They might be financed by the same people. It's it's all part of a network, and and it's all a part of the general goal of anarchy in the united states that take to the streets and fight over whatever the issue du jour is and showing you the cross currents with this story paul kessler by all accounts is described as a liberal democrat but because he's jewish obviously a big supporter of israel but we're seeing that conflict within that party i was liberal democrats are fighting each other i was talking with a friend of mine over the weekend uh, who who knows this stuff and he's in the media, and he says there is a divide between normal liberal Democrats and the extreme progressive movement. The normal liberal Democrats want nothing to do with this progressive woke crowd. And certainly since they saw what this crowd is about regarding Hamas and Israel, they're really angry and offended by them. So it, it, it is the, it's the mirror image of what the Republicans are dealing with with QAnon. You have these fringe groups that have broken off the mainstream and and they're their own entities now. And anybody who's normal wants nothing to do with with either either extreme. But but these extremes are growing and they're getting angrier and they're very well financed. Well, that's interesting you said that, because when we come back, what a story in the New York Post about uh, some of the top leaders of Hamas, former they're living in in, uh, Qatar and Qatar. And uh, they have a lot of money. We'll bring you that story coming up next. Oh. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You know, the pronunciation, Qatar, Qatar, I figured this out listening to an interview. Americans say Qatar. Foreigners from the Middle East, uh, no, Americans say Qatar. Foreigners say Qatar. Like in the same interview, it was an American journalist talking with uh, an Israeli from the Middle East. Nah. And the Israeli is going Qatar and the journalist is going Qatar. And we're told to say Qatar here at KFI in the news department. But who tells you that? Chris Little. Okay. Uh, Deborah Mark, <laughs> live expert in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We're on the radio from 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock, John and Ken On Demand on the iHeart app, the podcast. All right, we'll be talking to Blake Trolley, KFI News, after 2 o'clock. Uh, well, it looks like a bunch of drug-addled vagrants uh, ransacked a small coffee shop and barbecue restaurant in Silmar. We'll get the details after the news at 2 o'clock. And don't go anywhere. NBC4's iTeam has done a story we've been waiting for concerning Los Angeles County zero bail 
and the criminals that just go right through the revolving door of justice. That will also play coming and, up in the 2 to 2.30 half hour. And it is infuriating. Yeah, uh, I'm glad they did this story because nobody else does. All no. the other journalists are too lazy and, to and, track what happens to these people who get zero bail. And this is the truth. And it's it's not George Gascon's lies or the lies of the Los Angeles Times regarding crime and regarding uh, zero bail. Oh, it's the lies of uh, Samantha Jessner, the presiding oh, judge, the, judge, the L.A. Yeah. County Superior Court, who tried to tell us the other day that well, you know, there really is uh, not very much recidivism when it comes That's right. to it's working well. Uh, wow. When we the no bail people, yes. They're committing crimes over and over and over again. If they tell you otherwise, they're lying. I don't care if they're a judge, a district attorney, a, uh, 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 an L.A. Times uh, pseudo reporter. They're lying to you. Well, the New York Post did quite a story on Hamas. While their people languish in poverty and are treated as human shields, the leaders of Hamas live billionaire lifestyles. The terror group's top three leaders alone are worth a staggering total of $11 billion dollars and enjoy a life of luxury in the sanctuary of the Emirate of, how is it pronounced? Qatar. <laughs> Qatar, yes. Qatar. Anyway, uh, the Emirate has long welcomed the leaders of the terror group, installed them in luxury hotels and villas. At the same time, it hosts a vast American military presence. And you've been hearing about this nation on the news because... They're, in fact, they're in the news today, along with Israel and the U.S., they're discussing perhaps a three-day ceasefire over there for humanitarian reasons. They've been trying to broker something between Israel, the U.S., and Hamas. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people question them because uh, they are indeed a sanctuary state for many of these terrorist group leaders. Qatar is uh, uh, adjacent to Saudi Arabia. It sticks out. It's tiny. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it sticks out into the Persian Gulf. Across the water is Iraq and Iran. Like right. all, all the insanity. The Arab Emirates and Kuwait is yeah. nearby. Right? All the insanity nations. Ring yes, but the they Persian get a lot Gulf. of oil. So. Oh, they have, yeah, they're extremely wealthy because of oil. And right. look at these Hamas characters. You know where they got their $11 billion from? That is from Iran. Iran hires these guys to kill Jews. They work for Iran. And Iran doesn't have to directly dirty its hands. Also involved in this, and I saw this story a couple of weeks ago, is Turkey. In fact, one of the Hamas leaders lives a playboy lifestyle in Turkey and obtained a Turkish passport. Hamas apparently invests in lots of real estate holdings in places like Turkey and makes money off of that, too. And you've been seeing the stories about the people who live in Gaza. The, the, the poverty is overwhelming. Uh, the complaint about Hamas, and I think it's a very valid one, is that they grab whatever money comes in and keep it for themselves. Yes. For their lavish lifestyle. The people there get nothing. Well, $11 billion or, they've or got. Or they use it to, to get arms and to, so they can attack Israel. If three guys have $11 billion, can you imagine how much money Hamas has in total and how much has been stashed away and, and used to buy real estate all over the world? This it, this is like a Mexican drug cartel. This is like the Mexican mafia or the Italian mafia. That's what this is. Abu Marzak, 72 years old, a senior Hamas political leader who heads its international relations office, is estimated by the Israeli government to be worth $3 billion. He has a master's degree in construction management from Colorado State University was detained in New York when U.S. immigration officials found his name on a terrorist watch list back in 1995. Yes, he's 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 a he's a wealthy 
terrorist is what he is. And and th this this money is coming from Iraq, uh, Iran rather. Iran has lots of money because they sell so much oil. Oil Khalid, is feeding the terrorism. Khaled Mashal, also another one of the leaders of Hamas, is estimated to be worth $4 billion. And if you don't know that name, he's the one that issued the global threat against Jews after the October 7th atrocities. So he's another yeah. one on the list of just taking in all the money. So They're, don't believe them when they act like they're acting no. on behalf of the Palestinian people in Gaza, because uh, just like many people who come into a lot of wealth, they're just corrupt. No, they have they have no empathy for the for the Gazan citizens oh, at and, all. And Qatar provides Hamas with between 120 and 480 million dollars every year. That's where they they also get money. They get money from a lot of different places. I had no idea this was true, but uh, yeah. uh, as you mentioned, they get money from Iran. Uh, people are trying to get Bill Gates to kick him out of the Four Seasons Hotel in Doha. Gates owns a controlling stake in the Four Seasons chain. I didn't know that. And then after that made the news, uh, that Four Seasons said that uh, that Hanaya was not one of their guests. And they wouldn't talk about whether he had previously stayed there. It's high-end suites with sea views start at $900 a night. And these guys live full time in these hotels. All right. When we return, uh, well, it looks like the uh, drug-addled vagrants took over, sadly, a local coffee shop and barbecue spot in Silmar. We'll get the details from Blake Trolley when we return. And we'll also play for you that NBC iTeam report about what's going on in the L.A. County justice system with zero bail. As we suspected, people are going right back out there and recommitting more crimes. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.